G'day, kiddies. It's that time of year. <laughs> That's right, Edith. Someone's coming. A big fat man with a long white beard. No, 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 no. no. I mean, someone is coming. One of the nurses. <gasps> Pretend we're asleep. They're going to take our bloody laptops. <gasps> no, I don't want to go down the well. Right. No. You calm down yet? Piss off. That's all you're capable of, isn't it? Phil, let me out of here for two minutes and you'll find what I'm capable of. You're safe in here for the next three days, Doyle. Yes, well, you won't be safe when I get out. None of you will. Any more trouble? We'll keep you in here for weeks. Oh, so what? Oh! Edie, wake up. That was oh. very close. Oh, anyway, oh. as I was saying... It's nearly Christmas, uh, so we have a fabulous Christmas episode for you today. Uh, but before we get started, uh, we have three very important things to tell you. Yes, of course. The first one is that Granny Bingo Online will be happening uh, this Monday. It's the last Granny Bingo Online of the year. Mm-hmm. If you've never played before, it's a wonderful little evening where we play bingo and we tell some jokes and sing some songs. And uh, you can play via Zoom. You buy a ticket at Comedy Rep- public.com.au it'll be happening at 7 30 p.m melbourne time uh, this monday so that's tomorrow actually if you love our show why not buy a little ticket for your friends as a christmas present or if you hate our show why not buy a little ticket for your enemies as a christmas present and um, the other thing we need to tell you is that the granny bingo wireless podcast which is what you're listening to now in case you weren't aware uh, is going monthly we, yes. uh, we're going out to do this once a month. And we've decided to do that because we started doing this podcast again for the COVID lockdown. And we said we'd end it at the end of lockdown, but we're having so much fun that we thought we'll keep doing it. But we are busy women, aren't we, love? Oh, my God. Like, every day I get up, I wake up at 2 p.m., you know, and uh, Caroline, of course, starts her shift uh, down in St Kilda on Prostitute Street at 7pm these days because of daylight savings. Mm. I've got to take her down there. We've got a lot on. We've got a lot on, all right. But we, we don't want to let you down because we know you enjoy this and so do we. And the other thing that we wanted to let you know is a special announcement for our Patreon subscribers. We are going to start giving away prizes to our Patreon subscribers uh, at least once a month. Every now and then we're going to be doing a, a little giveaway uh, all year need to do to enter that is be a patreon subscriber mm-hmm. we'll pull a name out of a hat and we'll send them a little prize and we'll do a little video as we pull that name out and uh, post it on our patreon if you want to become a patreon supporter you can jump onto patreon.com slash granny bingo and you also get some other wonderful little bits and pieces on there as well uh, discounted tickets to our shows you get some lovely artworks and some audio messages and all sorts yeah of that's right and you can go just for the very minimum membership that doesn't matter whichever level you can afford or you can do one uh, where we will like you more and where you won't be an absolute asshole mm. and donate like a hundred bucks you could donate however much you want a thousand dollars a month if you wanted to it really doesn't matter uh, but you know a hundred or a thousand five hundred five thousand dollars or something like that so any, any amount you can afford can you hear that oh, oh no God, she's oh, coming no. back she's coming back she's coming back hide hide darling hide hide hide, hide. Oh, no. No, please, no. I promise I'll close it. No, no. Enjoy the Granite Bingo Christmas special, kiddies.
This is Melbourne calling. Welcome to Granny Bingo Wireless. There, there, it'll all be over soon. Toodle pip. Hey, come over here, go over there. Don't be scared now, yeah. Lift up your head, hold out your hand, pull up your pants. Now, why did you pull down your pants? We only just met, but that's why I like you. People connecting, grandma's laughing, nostalgia and ethnic dancing. Uh, that was, of course, I'm Dreaming of a White Christmas by Bing Crosby. And uh, and how poignant at this time of year, of course, to be listening to White Christmas because uh, every Christmas I've had has been extremely white. Hello, kiddies, and welcome to the Granny Bingo Wireless Podcast. My name is Ms. Edith Vale. I'm joined by my best friend in the entire world, Mrs. Maureen McGillicuddy. How are you, love? I'm all right. Yeah, I'm all right. You all right? Yeah. yeah. I feel a bit funny today, actually. I feel, feel a little bit off because of my phone. Whatever. I didn't and charge And you're also my phone joined by Bear Humbug over in the corner over there, the Grinch of Christmas, the ghost of Christmas has passed, the worst woman to ever have existed, Miss Caroline Springs. How are you over there, Caroline? Right, Cash. <laughs> Sandra's going to give you a lump of coal, isn't he, darling? Oh, no, she doesn't deserve anything that good. Okay. Caroline is acting today. She has to sit in the corner. Sometimes she rattles around the room and moves around. Today, unfortunately, she has to be in the corner because we've got her hooked up to the TV. She's got, of course, a hip replacement, a spine replacement, a neck replacement, and a plate in her skull. And with that much metal, she actually works better as a TV antenna than TV yes. antennas do. So every now and then we just uh, stick the, uh, the cable into her mouth and uh, I'm getting TV from Italy. And, yes, and China. which is wonderful. Mm, yes. Terrific. And uh, we'll be doing that on Christmas Eve, of course, to watch Carols by Candlelight, our favourite time. Well, of it year. was my favourite. Well, I've been bloody pissed off, let me tell you. You just triggered me because you mentioned Carols by Candlelight, which, for those of you who might be listening overseas, Carols by Candlelight is broadcast on TV every year. They do it for mm. the blind people fundraiser it's been going for a hundred years you know and well this year oh murders anything they have not invited back to perform our mate Rhonda Birchmore yes who is the first lady of of music theatre here in Australia you bet and when blind children think of Christmas they see Rhonda Birchmore's face. Well, they imagine what Rhonda Birchmore's well, face looks Rhonda like. Yeah. She brings magic and beauty into it. And Channel 9 and whoever's running that joint have decided not to invite Rhonda to be on Carols by Candlelight. She's been doing it for 35 years or something. Mm. And, uh, and whoever's there has got rocks and nuts and bolts in their head for not asking Rhonda back. Uh, I hope that person listens to this show, and I hope they never ask me to be on Channel 9. Uh, you know, I would I would say no to them. They'd call and say, I produce Carols by Candlelight. Would you like your own TV show on Channel 9? And I would say no. And I also hope that that person quits their job very soon and somebody else starts and then I can say yes to that person when they offer me a TV Mm. show. Anyway, I'm really mad about it because soon it will be all robots up there doing shows. You've got to have Rhonda, 
You've got to have uh, Cal and you've got to have you know David Campbell. I love him. You've got to have Dammy him, who's been on it a few years now, and and that little bloke. What's his name? A little bloke. Which one? Little gay gay one. You know, little bloke. Um, um, oh, Anthony uh, Kalia. No, 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 no. He's got a husband. John Foreman. Husband. John Foreman. No, not John Foreman. Brown hair, little gay man. Um, he always wears a tie. Uh, oh, Humphrey B. Bear. Humphrey B. Bear. That's oh, him. Yeah, no, no. you've got to have him oh, on. When no, like, I'm, you know, he's been cancelled. Are you joking? Cancel, cancel culture cancelled? Yes, he's been cancelled. Culture cancelled. Yeah, unfortunately. Oh, my God. What happened? Why? What happened? Well, it seems glaringly obvious to me. I mean, he's been entertaining children for 65 years, hasn't worn pants once. Oh, as if that's a problem. Oh, that's devastating. So no Rhonda and no Humphrey Bebe. Oh, well, anyway, so you've upset me. So I've been I've been writing letters all week uh, about that. Um, Fair uh, enough. What else yeah. have I been doing? What have you been doing? Well, you know how they... Um got the, what's it called on the television here at the nursing home? The well, Netflix, yes. Yep. The Netflix, yes. I was watching the Netflix. Mm. You know I love the Queen, Her Majesty. Mm. Yeah. And they've got <laughs> uh, uh, Maureen Dad. She doesn't listen to this. I don't like it when you say rude things about the Queen. Anyway, I've been watching this program called The Crown. Oh. And it's all, it's a story of the Queen, oh. but it's not the Queen playing herself she, she, she doesn't act much anymore it's um, it's a, a dramatized version of of right the Queen's i've life. never heard of it right oh. it's all bullshit yeah i bet it it's all what, what do they what do they talk about spoiler alert here listeners um when that bloke broke into the queen's bedroom mm-hmm. yeah 1980 late 80s i remember it was on the news it wasn't a bloke that was Caroline Springs, wasn't it, Caroline? That was you, wasn't yeah. it, love? Yeah, Caroline went over to London. Uh, she was mm. uh, she was working as a stagehand on Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, she and, was, yeah. uh, and she very, very good because she's like a little rat. She sneaks around in the dark. You'd never know she's there. She and, also doubled as the Phantom, which worked very well because they could cover her face. And it's not a face you want to see. That's right. And she's already got a hunch. <laughs> Oh right, so they haven't cast Caroline in it, is that right? No, they had a they had a oh. bloke playing Caroline who well, that's who understandable. The and then they also had you know bloody oh the Queen of Tarts, Diana. Mm. It's a very sad and real problem, is the bulimia. But the way that they've told the story is not true. Right, really? Why? What? In the television program, right. they have heard chucking up in the toilet before she came on her tour of Australia. Mm. And I know for a fact that it happened when she was on tour of Australia. Oh, it started then? Yes, because, and I don't know if I've ever told you this, darling, but because, do you remember when we were living up in Toowoomba and uh, hmm. Diana and Charles were coming to, and we were hosting that yeah, little yes, event for the, for the Country Ladies Association at the town hall. That's right, we were working in the, in the, in the tuck shop. That's right, yes, and you were in charge of the main course. You did the sausage rolls with the pineapple in the mashed potato. A la Maureen. Mm-hmm. And I was in charge of dessert. 
and I was doing trifle, and I had new glasses, do you remember? And I couldn't read the date on the cream that I was putting in the trifle, mm. and it turns mm. out that the cream had gone off oh, good four months earlier. And yeah, I served yeah, that. I, thought, well, I just thought you were putting sour cream. Well, on. yes, it was a, sort of a green sour cream. And I accidentally served that to Princess Diana. And, uh, right. well, she got, felt a bit ill that night. And obviously it stuck with her. And uh, for many years after that, she she would always... Probably had a very bad bacterial gut mm. infection from mm. your desserts, mm. I suppose. Oh, the poor bag. Mm. You know, I, you know that, that bloody family, if they hadn't have stuck their nose in... Uh, Princess Margaret, the Queen's sister, she would be still here today, alive with you're us. A, you're a big been. Margaret fan, oh, aren't you? She should have been the Queen, if you asked me. Or the Queen Mother. Or she could have even been Princess Anne, I think Margaret could have been. Mm. And had she been a boy, she could have been any of the princes. Yeah, it's very, very sad. I can't believe they've made a TV show about that. Well, I lived through the whole thing. You lived through the whole thing. I don't know why they need mm. to make a television show, but that seems very boring to me. That'd be like the children of today watching a TV show of someone scrolling through Instagram or getting stoned, you know. what? That's, yeah. You're watching your own life back again. Oh, they've run out of things to, to talk about in movies these days, love. The sad thing is one day we'll run out of things to talk about on podcasts as well. Never, never. Um, anyway, what else has been... Uh, what else has been happening, my giddy aunt? Uh, well, I had a bit of an issue. You know that I'm on the residence committee here at Areola Garden. That's the nursing home we live at, listeners, yes. Oh, that's right, yes. Yes, and we uh, we had a bit of an issue. One of the residents here, uh, Gladys Garlic, in room 202, she had written me a letter, of course. I'm in room 201. She could have knocked on my door, but that's She's a right. very formal woman, Mrs Garlic. I, I, I Sorry, Mrs. Garlic O-A-N, as I'm sure she would have put on the bottom of the letter. And which she's also scribed uh, using a uh, edge of some scissors into her door as well. Um, Mrs. Garlic wrote me a letter to say that she was having some leaks, leakage issues. I've had that before. Well, yeah, I mean, I went straight to the nurse's room and got some nappies out, but it was a different type of leak. She had an issue with her roof, with the the, the ceiling in her room, and, uh, well, I've got the authority, I've got a write-off limit of $1,000 of petty cash here at the nursing home. So I I jumped straight on the job. I called up... uh, uh, What's that a roof company? They're always on TV. The roof seal, yeah. Because the roof was getting lost between the lichen and the moss. Uh, and uh, and the mortar just wasn't where it ought to be. Right. Uh, so I gave it back that old appeal with a visit from roof seal. Oh. Called 1300-367070. Roof, roof. Caroline, shut up. Caroline, shush. We're trying to record a podcast like here. Sorry, oh, I don't know what sound she's making. And, uh, and they came straight out and fixed it up. So Mrs. Garlic is happy. She's got the... Uh, oh my God! Back into her O A M. So she's thrilled about that. So it's been a busy old bloody week. Which of course it's about to get a lot bloody busier because not far. It's already December. What happens in December? 
It's Christmas time. Christmas time. One of my favourite times <laughs> of the year. What will you be doing for Christmas, darling? Well, uh, look, uh, probably all the normal stuff, I suppose. I'll be uh, mm. heading to go and see some fam. Well, I'll go to their house. It depends whether or not I feel like walking in. You know, I might just get to the door and uh, and ask them to slam it in front of my face, as I do every year, because it's my choice that, that my family don't want me there for Christmas. It's my choice to not walk in, in the front door and see the grandkids, so I'll probably play that silly funny game with them. Oh, sweetheart. Glenda, please call your mother. Please oh, call darling. me. Oh, I've got a very busy December planned. I've got a lot to do. Oh, I've got to pick up on my uh, grandkids' Christmas presents. How many? Um, how many grandchildren do you have? That I know of. That I know of, and that I acknowledge. <laughs> you old tart. <laughs> I have. Um, this Bernie and his wife, Sandra. Well, didn't you give birth to Lindy in? And no, I had Lindy. Mary Rose, and she oh, got married in 72. Well, she gave birth to and Andrew in 1979. It must have been she got must married. Have been about, I think and I have I took uh, them to the show four, in four grandchildren. Ah, right. Four grandchildren. And um, I've got this wonderful hack. This is what I do. I, people, I'm surprised that people don't know about this. If you go to Kmart... Or if you go to Target, or if you go to Big W, or if you even go into Meyer in the city, uh, and you, you know, you go around the shelves. Everything's so expensive. Everything's got prices mm -hmm. on it. But they always mm -hmm. have a Christmas tree at the front entrance where you go for through. The poor children. And it's for what? Isn't it for the poor children? It's for the poor children. You know, they, you buy a gift and you put it under for the poor children who can't afford it at Christmas. You might put even a can of beans. It all goes a very long way at Christmas time. Is that what that's for? I thought that was free presents. I thought people just put things there that they didn't want, like when you put an old couch out on the footpath. Technically it is free presents. Well, some of my grandchildren are poor. One of them's only four years old. He hasn't got a job. I guess he's a poor child. Absolutely. Uh, well, that's what I'll be doing this December anyway. Well, uh, it's a tradition, so don't change it. Uh, well, I'm looking forward to this Christmas because this year... Has uh, has been one for the record books, hasn't it? Two thousand and twenty, and and I think Christmas oh, means we're yeah. only a week until the end of the year, and it's maybe it's something that a lot of people want to leave behind, don't you think? And a lot of people have said to me this week, "Can't wait for twenty twenty to end," and I say, "Well, yeah, well, why? You know, they tell me all their problems, all the things that have gone wrong, the things that they're sad about." I can't agree with them. This year has been terrific. We've had a podcast going. We've done lots of live shows with hundreds of people yeah. coming. Uh, it's been one of the mm. most high-profit years of my entire life. I really can't agree that I want it to end, but let's hope 2021 has some kind of, you know, other global pandemic or foot-and-mouth disease comes back or, or Ebola or something. Something old school like smallpox or something. Smallpox would be yeah. wonderful. You can't leave the house with smallpox, can you? And now I think it might be time for a word from one of our Christmas sponsors. Ho, ho, ho! Come on down to Randy's Christmas Shed this Christmas and make sure you bring your kids. We sell real trees, 
Fake trees, big trees, small trees, medium-sized trees, green trees, white trees, multicoloured trees, blue trees, red trees, licensed Star Wars trees, Disney-themed trees, Batman trees, adults' trees, kids' trees, pet trees, ornamental trees, non-Christmas-related trees, stands for your trees, nets to put around your trees, tinsel to put on your trees, lights for your trees, baubles for Christmas trees, other Christmas ornaments for trees, fake velvet mats for the base of your trees, gifting cheese for under the trees. We don't sell shrubs. We're open all the time, except December. Don't forget to bring your kids. Welcome back. Oh, that eggnog is going down very well. <laughs> Welcome back, kiddies. <laughs> uh, of course, we are doing our Christmas special of the podcast. Mm. When you think of Christmas, Maureen, what's a lovely memory that comes back to you? Oh, well, I suppose sitting around when I was a very, very little girl, I would have been the late 30s, I suppose. My dad, we didn't have a lot of money growing up. And uh, my dad was not a cheapskate, but he was very careful with money. As many men were in that generation. Yeah, and you had to be, you know. Uh, had we known the war was coming, we would have been even more careful with money because that really fucked us for a couple of decades, the war. Uh, when I grew up, uh, wh what I didn't realise when my dad was being careful with money, it was b because he was saving for our future. And my dad was a smart man. He bought a lot of property. Yeah, well, that was the thing. You know, kids are complaining these days that it's so hard to get property uh, because mm -hmm. we bought it all up. Mm -hmm. Yes, we did. You know, we, we own all the property. Yeah. And, and suck on that, really. I, I'm not uh, upset by that. I won't apologise for that. Uh, yes, we have all the property, oh. but what were you supposed to do? It was like buying a bag of lollies. It was so cheap. You know, yes. you'd get, you'd get uh, pocket money day would come around Sundays, and if I'd mowed the lawn and I'd, I'd tidied my uh, bedroom and I'd done my homework, Mummy and Daddy would say to me, Here's a terrace house in Carlton. That's your that's your pocket money for the week. You know, it was so cheap in those days. That's right. You know, I, I can tell you this for sure. The young people today wouldn't be whinging about property prices if they owned them, would they? Anyway, long no. that's a long argument. I can't get into it now. My dad was saving for our future. His idea was that he would uh, buy property and invest for us so that us girls didn't have to struggle so much. So on Christmas morning, my dad gave me a gift, and it was a gift that I, I really didn't want. I sound selfish when I say that, but you'll understand why. Uh, he gave me an orphanage, and uh, it was in, in, in South Bank. Here in Melbourne, which is a lot like, uh, if you're listening from Brisbane, it's almost exactly the same as Southbank in Brisbane. So you can place yourself. Uh, Sydney, uh, it's a little bit like uh, mm. basically everywhere. It was a shithole, a real shithole, a very industrial, cold, awful place. No one really lived there. And that's why they put the, the orphanage there. It was a cheaper property. And, and Dad owned it and started it. Gave it to me when I was 21. And I went and did a bit of a tour. You know, I, I I went in, I just shook their hands through a cotton glove. Uh, I met the nurses and uh, and sort of talked down to them a little bit. And one little kid came up and said, hello, what's your name? He goes, 
My name is Oliver. I said, oh, hello, Oliver. And, and he had a little empty plate in his hand. And he said, more? I said, what the hell did you call me? Don't call me a whore, you little turn. I hit him across the... And he said, more. I misheard him. Yeah, anyways, it was very, it was a devastating sight to walk around, you know. And you, you can imagine, I think a lot of our listeners will be able to imagine just, uh, just you know, how confronting yes. that sort of thing was. Anyway, a few years went on, and um, and unfortunately, you know, that had moved me down a tax bracket, which made me a bit upset. And uh, I, I had to make the decision. So I went down there on Christmas Day to the orphanage, and I walked in, they all said, oh, Mrs. Maureen, you're here, you're here. Oh, I said, hello, children, hello, children. And they all gave me a big hug, and I walked into the manager's office and said, I need to speak to everybody immediately. And they pulled them all out of their cells, put them into the hall, and I stood up the front. I said, Merry Christmas, children. Um, I've got some exciting news. You're all going to be living somewhere else soon. Oh, they must have been thrilled. They were so excited, Edith. You could see, you could hear the joy coming out of them. And uh, and they said, where are we going? Have we got new families? I said, I don't know and I don't care. I'm shutting this place down. Good. And I turned it into a multi-level car park. Char- I charged $16 an hour to park. I've still got it. Charge $16 an hour to park there on the weekends is 24 all day, flat rate, which is pretty good. Uh, and and it's a, I'm an astute business person, I've got high business acumen. So, yeah, that, well, that's that's the sort of Christmas memories that come to mind when you when people say, what do you think about at Christmas time? I think of ham and turkey and my multi-level car park. But the good thing is, Edith, a lot of those children now work for me as car park attendants. You know, not everyone's very good at Christmas. My dad wasn't very good at Christmas. Uh, he would give us, you know, silly presents like orphanages. No. Not everyone's good at Christmas. So maybe we should give people advice. And that's a good idea, which brings us to our next segment. Uh, and it's called Edith and Maureen's Christmas Tips for People That Aren't Very Good at Christmas. Do you want to sing the jingle for us, love? Oh, we don't have a jingle. Oh, yeah, I, I can whip one up. Edith and Maureen's Christmas tips for people who aren't very good at Christmas. Santa's coming. That was lovely. Uh, All right, well, kiddies, in this segment, we're going to give you some Christmas tips from your favourite nanas. Just some little things that you can do uh, to to make the uh, festive season a bit easier. Uh, The first one I'm going to give is is for uh, people our age, for grandparents. And it's about gift giving to your grandchildren. Of course, officially, as an Australian grandparent, the uh, traditional gift that you give to your grandchildren is a Lynx Africa gift pack. Uh, you are required by law to give the Lynx Africa gift pack to any grandchildren that you have. Uh, you must do that or you'll have Scott Morrison knocking on mm-hmm. your door. Uh, but if you have a favourite grandchild, as mm-hmm. we all do, then you can spoil them a little bit with other bits and pieces, can't you, love? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, your favourite grandchild deserves the world. I've been looking through some of the magazines that we have uh, here in the nursing home at very cool uh, presents to give your grandchildren. Uh, the magazines are a little bit old, but I think it probably still stands today. Uh, I believe Furbies are very cool presents. 
Uh, what else uh, do they have in these magazines? Tarzos, I can see on the back on the back tacos. page. The, the Tarzos are there, yeah. Ta- tarzo, tacos, Tarzos, Tarzos. Same thing. I have no idea what that is. Uh, this is Pogs. Well, they're the same sort of thing. Tarzos and Pogs are very much the same. Haven't oh, I shown right. you my collection of Tarzos and Pogs? No, no. <laughs> they're right behind my Tamagotchi box. Oh, how cool. Well, that's, well, that's, a good, that's another well. good idea. Tamagotchi is good, yeah. Your grandchildren will love a Tamagotchi. Um, Spice Girls Impulse for the girls. They might not like the Lynx Africa gift pack, so you can get yeah. on with those. You don't want a, a little girl running around with Lynx Africa. <laughs> no. <God. laughs> no way. They, people would think it's a, a, a little boy dressed up as a little girl, like your grandson Yuck. used to do. Yuck. Uh, what else does it say here? Oh, Rolf Harris's Christmas special album. Oh, that'd be nice. Yeah, Very I mean, nice. kids day, these days don't have record players, so we might—they might, they might no. have it on tape or something. It's important that everyone feels loved on Christmas, and I feel like Rolf Harris would really touch the kids. And uh, what else is in this? Oh, here we go. And uh, the VHS of the highlights of Hey Hey It's Saturday's Red Faces. Uh, don't let your it says here. Don't let your kids be red-faced without the coolest present this year. Let them be black-faced. That sounds cool mm, as well. That sounds very good. You have to mail in for that one. Mm. Uh, well, I've got a tip too, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, of course, Christmas these days is very different. I'm not talking about you know this fake pandemic, the plandemic of Blend. that Daniel Andrews started. No, I'm talking about just the world in general because everyone's bloody good uh, environment, uh, environmental friendly, vegan. And the same thing's happened here at Areola Gardens. The whole place has turned vegan. They put us on vegan diets and there's recycling bins everywhere I look. Literally everything is a recycling bin now. And Sometimes um, they feed us out of the recycling bin. Yes, yes, that's right, with with vegan food. And, of course, the vegans, as you know, they're against animal cruelty. They're against, uh, you know, uh, cruelty of any bloody kind. So we're not allowed to have a Christmas tree this year, a real a Christmas tree. We've always tree, had a real yeah. Christmas tree because that's cruel to the Christmas tree, to cut the Christmas tree down. And, of course, you, we can't have a plastic one because that's bad for the environment. So instead this year, if, if your family's like this, you might have some cousins or some brothers or sisters that are vegan environment people. Uh, instead of doing that, instead of doing a real tree or a fake tree, do what we do and put uh, like what we have done here at the home and put Beverly baubles in a green rubbish bags. She's uh, sits still for a very long time. We put a star on her head. We put some lights wrapped around her and plug her into the wall. Yeah, she doesn't mind. She's been in a coma since February. She's got no idea. Have you got another tip there, Edie? Yes, I've got another tip now. I got this one off my grandson. I went to... He had a, a Christmas party uh, with some of his friends, uh, you know, the Kylie Minogue fans. And um, what they do, they, I said, what's that hanging above the door to my grandson? And he said, oh, darling. Oh, it's all the rage, darling. He said, if you haven't got any mistletoe, uh, because, you know, you you hang mistletoe above the door. So Have a little that, peck. Know, <laughs> people kiss under the yeah. mistletoe. He said, "If you, it's very hard to find a mistletoe in Australia. If you said, you can't find any mistletoe, darling, 
Then you, hear, you, you get a couple of gum leaves and you dip them in something called amyl nitrate. Right. And then you hang that above the door. And he said, you know, people will be doing a lot more than kissing <laughs> under that bow of holly. Oh, so, my God. Yes. Uh, and uh, and uh, it was very difficult. I was watching from a distance. He was trying to demonstrate how you douse the gum leaves in the amyl nitrate because his wrists were so limp. It didn't make any sense. It looked like he was couldn't just get it in there out of the bottle. Yeah. Mm. Oh, well, that's good advice anyway because at least we've got gum leaves. And mm. for anyone who was smart before they outlawed amyl, they probably have a lot of that stored away in a cupboard somewhere or in the freezer because that keeps it fresher. Uh, any, have you? You got another tip left? Yeah, I've got one more because, of course, everyone loves Maureen's trifle. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to talk myself up. I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a, you know, outspoken person. But everyone loves my trifle. It's the highlight of everybody's Christmas. Oh, you should have seen during the war. All the men were lining up to gobble down on Maureen's trifle. Uh, yeah, they, they used to say, "I'm going to fork Maureen's trifle." And yes, they said, oh, Maureen's trifle, it's so moist, it's so wet, and it's so big, there's so much of it. Yeah. They'd, say, they'd say, I can never finish Maureen's trifle. Mm. They'd always say, I love the big, red, juicy bits on it. Yes. Because yes. that's the cherries yeah. I put in as well. So yes. uh, I think if any any Australians, you know, normal people, have a, a, a Christmas party... Always women of our generation would bring a trifle. That was the tradition before things changed. And, uh, and of course, uh, you would have to make a children's trifle and an adult's trifle because you put a little bit something... I never had the children's and the adult's trifle. Oh, well... The... Do you put alcohol in the adult's trifle? Do you? Well, I put a bit of alcohol in both of them. It sends the kids to sleep. But the, the you put a little oh. bit more in the adult's one. The children ah. only need a little because they have enough sugar. But I've, I've this year I've decided to level up a little bit in terms of the adult's right. trifle. I'm still going to put sherry in it. I put a little dash of whiskey in it because that helps to warm it up a little bit. Um, but this year, <laughs> I've done something a little bit naughty in it. I, what have you I went to What's New at Southland and um, I bought little lollies, little crunchy lollies in the shape of, of doodles. <laughs> oh, more <laughs> And I couldn't do it for the children's one. I'd end up in prison. <laughs> Your grandson loves those lollies. He loves them. He always says, he looks at them and he says, if I was sitting on a stool, Nan, the stool would be sitting inside me. Right. Well, I've got another Christmas tip. Please. Um, of course, you know, in the olden days, and this is even going back old, when we were little girls, our mothers and our grandmothers and probably their mothers as well, uh, they used to hide pennies in the Christmas pudding. But of course, you know, you've got to modernise these sorts of recipes, don't you? No one has cash anymore. We're a cash-free society, unfortunately. So what I've done is I, I went around. We had a, a christening for my great-grandson uh, the other day. And I went around and I took everyone's credit card. Uh, and I popped it into... This was on uh, Stir Up Sunday, November 22nd, when you make yes. a Christmas put. I put all of their credit cards into the Christmas pudding because I thought, what a lovely surprise they'll get on Christmas Day 
when they chop into the, the Christmas pudding and they get their credit cards back. Wouldn't that be nice? That would be bloody lovely. That's a, and that's a, that's a yeah. gift that keeps on giving. I'm thoughtful. And the only other one that I've thought of that, that's always been a bit of a, bit of a success uh, in my family, you know, quite often people recycle Christmas cards. So you get your Christmas cards and they've got the front part that says the pretty picture on it and then on the inside, everyone always writes on the right-hand side. And there's some tight asses that like to chop the card oh. in half and they'll reuse that front part of it. They write on the back oh. of the front part and they'll they'll give the card back to as a you know a, a present tag the next Who's year. Who's doing something like that? I would only do that with birthday cards. Yes, exactly. Well, what I've discovered, if you really want to to get on the good side of the grandkids, which is a good idea mm. because they're the ones that are going to look after you. Your children don't give a rat's ass. They're boomers. Assholes, yeah. And uh, boomers could not give a fuck about anyone else. We 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 stuffed up with that generation, and we'll admit it. But the boomers' kids, which I think is the millennials, they're all, oh, you've got to care for everyone. Socialism, you know, mm. they care about everyone. So you want to suck up to them. What I've been doing, I've been recycling uh, with the, the, the Christmas cards that I'm giving to the grandkids as well. But I'm doing it a little bit differently. What I've been doing is I've been going around the nursing home and I've been going into the other residents' rooms and I find their prescriptions. Oh, and I write on the front, you know, dear Jimmy, Merry Christmas, love Nana. Mm. And I give him the prescription for Christmas because they love it. They're in their early 20s, you know. Yeah, they, go right. down, they don't know what they've got. It might be a Valium. It might be an Endone. Yeah. It might be a Vicodin. Yeah, oh. you know, you they don't know what they're going to... I don't know what they're going to get. I'll just write a little name on it. I give it to them. They say, oh, thanks, Nan. And they pop down to Chemist Warehouse, yeah. and uh, what a lovely treat. And on the way out, I always say, make sure you share with your friends. And he goes, oh, That's don't right. worry, I'll sell it to them. Oh, yeah, you cheeky bastard, give it to them. Give it a little one, right. you know. yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> These they kids, keep us young, they, they do, they right. keep us young. Yeah. And they keep us in business because uh, when it's not a gift, we sell those prescriptions to our grandchildren. Well, we hope that's been helpful for everybody. Uh, not everyone is good at Christmas, but it only takes a few minutes of thinking about other people. Here's another word from one of our sponsors. Hello, I'm Dame Elizabeth Merriweather-Jones, OAM, patron of the Country Ladies Association. I'd like to invite you to join me at the Country Ladies Association annual Christmas gala picnic. This year we're celebrating 375 years of the gala, and despite the challenges that 2020 has brought, the CLA is charging on in its usual oblivious style. Gala favourites Dennis Welter, Daryl Summers and Barry Crocker will all be there. And I'll be singing too. I'll be joined on stage by the CLA's favourite Christmas icon, Blackface Bertha, the devil lesbian from New Zealand. Join Bertha and I for a very special rendition of Deck the Halls. Bring the grandkids along too for an experience they'll never forget. 
Their little hands will be busy helping out the CLA elves on our newest venture, iPhone repairs. And Blackface Bertha will be available for photos and meet and greets with the children. We'll also have a Blackface face painter there too, to look just like Bertha. It's fun for young and old at the 2020 CLA Christmas Gala Picnic, December 13th at Calder Raceway. Please, no photos. Alright, thank you very much to our sponsors. Now, of course, uh, we mentioned earlier in the episode that we are going to do this podcast monthly. So not uh, weekly, not fortnightly, monthly. We appreciate everyone's support so far. And we, of course, appreciate all of the sponsors that pay for advertising space. We don't expect our listeners to drop at all uh, and and uh, we, we thank everyone for their loyalty so if you do have a business that you wish to advertise on the Granny Bingo Wireless Podcast get in touch on our social media on Instagram it's at Granny Bingo or on Facebook it's uh, Maureen McGillicuddy M-C-G-I-L-L-I-C-U-D-D-D-Y and Edith Vale like the suburb with a space in the middle of it of course, the other important thing, now that we are going monthly, is that you subscribe to the podcast so that you can get a little notification every time that we release an episode. Uh, we wouldn't want you to miss out on any of the episodes. And the other thing you can do to really help the podcast is give us a good review. You know, write a lovely little message about how much you love the podcast and give us five stars. We'd love that so much. And if you're thinking about giving us four stars because you're thinking, oh, it's a bit up and down, I don't think they deserve five Sometimes stars. Sometimes the audio quality's not amazing. Oh, it's a bit echoey. Oh, I think they've already told that joke every week. You, what you can do, instead of leaving us a four-star, you can write us an email with a little bit of feedback and then shove the email up your ass with the laptop open right well it's time for our next segment which is called agony grands and in this segment we uh, let you write in with your problems you can send them via social media or email or whatever you like and we help you answer them it's sort of like agony aunts but we're older and wiser and my nephews and nieces are dead and we put a bit of a call out for christmas uh, problems uh, for this special episode so we've got a few here that mm. i've put them on the top of the pile over there darling i pulled them from the bottom put the can you oh pass hang me? on sorry is that your bottle of wine or... i'll just do this i've got the letter here's a letter oh. do you want me to read the first no one? i'll read it i'll read it season's greetings edith and maureen i'd say that you've already got me offside it's merry christmas Merry Christmas. You're not allowed to say Merry Christmas anymore. It's spelled M-E-R-Y-X-M-A-S, asshole. Merry Christmas. Uh, the writer goes on to say, My partner and I are both mums to our... Are both mums. mums. My partner and I Which are both, both mums. mums to our gorgeous oh little God. fella. Bit of a fan of Penny Wong, oh. I think, if you know what I mean. Um, my partner and I are both mums to our gorgeous little fella, Shane. Shane. He's just turned four, gorgeous age four. Uh, he's just turned four, so he's just getting to the age where he understands who Santa is. And he's really excited to meet him. 
We were going to take him to the shopping centre to meet Santa, but thanks to the COVID restrictions, you can't do that anymore. Isn't that dreadful? Shocking. Even Santa's not allowed into the country anymore. That's Daniel Andrews, mm-hmm. the bastard. Mm-hmm. I was thinking of dressing up as Santa for him, but I remember getting the fright of my life when my dad did that, and for years after, I thought that my dad was actually Santa. <laughs> what would you recommend oh. doing? And that's from Linda in Craigieburn. <gasps> Well, Linda, so she's got some sort of trauma from when her dad uh, dressed up as Santa. She thinks her father is Santa. She wants to now become Santa to her child, Shane, and Shane is four, and no one's been called Shane in about 35 years. Mm, tough one, Linda. I think, you know, they're like the lesbians, they like to call their children ironic names. Sort of like their haircuts, you know, ah. they try and be... I, they think it's ironic Stereotype. to do something that's yeah, yeah. daggy. Yeah. yeah, right. And and of course, I know that uh, I know a few lesbians. I don't uh, speak to them so much, but I I do know them, and I know all of them have named their children after cricket players. My advice to you, Linda, would be: I think you've done enough damage to your son. Uh, just by having him, uh, to be honest, I think your son Shane, lovely little Shane, would have been better off in Maureen's orphanage, to be quite honest with you, Linda. Mm. Uh, I I, I mean, he's going to be confused, uh, as it is, having uh, you and your wife, Mrs Linda. Uh, You know, you don't want to confuse him anymore. Um, As I've always said, women shouldn't have beards, and and that's why I make Maureen shave. Mm. Every time she sees her grandchildren, I don't want her confusing her grandchildren about how gender works. Mm -hmm. So I don't think you should dress up uh, as Santa for him. To be honest with you, Linda, I don't know that you should even be taking Shane down to the shopping centre any day of the year uh, with your partner. I, I... I, I think that's going to confuse him. It's going to confuse me. If I was down at Southland Shopping Centre with Maureen, you know, doing a little uh, pick-up of presents at Kmart or, or Target or whatever, uh, and I saw you and Mrs Linda and Shane there, that would confuse me. It would make me feel uncomfortable. And I don't want to be forced to question my beliefs or my ideas of how society should work, Linda. Mm. And so I would recommend not going to the, mm-hmm. to the shopping mm-hmm. centre uh, because you'll make me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. And it's really all about me, to be quite honest. That's right. You know, Edith is right when she says that women shouldn't have beards. I I understand your intention, Linda, that you pop the beard on a Santa suit and your son, little Shane, will think that real Santa... Santa has, for some reason, decided to ride his sleigh and all the reindeer uh, to your house, your little house in Craigieburn, Linda, with all the motorbikes parked out the front that Santa has for some reason decided to land on your roof and visit Shane personally. Of all the children in the whole world, I understand your thought, but I agree with Edith that women shouldn't have beards and also you shouldn't show your children yourself with a beard and you also shouldn't show your children your red-nosed reindeer. I hope that's helped, Linda. Uh, Do you want to read the next one, love? Uh, Yes. Next one is a Merry Christmas, Granny Bingo. Well, our names are Edith and Maureen, but I understand. 
I understand your intention here. I always struggle to unwrap the Christmas tree lights. Fairy lights. Oh, you can't call them fairy lights. Trigger warning. No, you cannot. No, you cannot call them fairy lights. The LGBs don't like fairy... Calling fairy penguins. No, and I don't think you can call them Christmas lights yeah. anymore. I think they're, um, they're holiday, holiday lights. lights. Yes. I always struggle to unwrap the holiday lights. Okay, uh, any tips on how to store them so I don't spend the whole of December 1st untangling wire and bulbs? This is from Distressed Dad in Glenelg North. And now, of course, December 1st, for those of you listening who might be a Jew or even Jewish, uh, December 1st is when, back in the day when we had Christmas, when we were allowed to enjoy Christmas, we used to put up all the Christmas decorations on December 1st. So you had a whole month of enjoying Christmas, of course. Uh, and so that's when we'd pull out the, the Christmas lights out of the roof. Well, this is this is a very good question. Uh, they do get tangled up. They can be an absolute bastard sometimes to untangle them. Uh, it's, and it's a, it's a distressing one. Thank you, distressed dad. My advice to you is to, uh, uh, we live in, in 2020, of course, these days. It's a little bit of a different world. You can just go to Kmart and buy new ones for $30 instead of being... Uh, a complete fucking moron and standing there like an idiot. You weren't, I mean, humans have evolved so much over thousands and millions of years. We have, we've managed to change our own DNAs. That's how far we've evolved. And you somehow spend hours every year on the 1st of December standing there untangling wires that you can just simply replace that aren't tangled in the first place i don't understand how we can manage to take the take find the ability to put something in our bodies to stop us from getting the flu or stop us from getting polio we've we've that was that was 100 years ago we found the polio vaccine we put that in our bodies and we don't get it anymore we're that good at science and everything but for some reason Millions and billions of people around the world still spend so much time untangling wire lights. Maureen, can you tell me, what's minimum wage these days? Oh, I think it's about $17 an hour, I think. Yes, let's assume it's $17. And distressed dad, let's assume that you don't have a very high-paying job because uh, you're obviously not the brightest bulb in the chandelier. Um... Maureen has just said it's $30 for a new pack of lights. You're spending all day unpacking uh, last year's Christmas lights. Throw them out. If it takes you more than an hour, throw them out. Throw You're them out. wasting money untangling yep. them. You could be earning more money working than untangling those lights, you yep. idiot. Well, I mean... What's the whole of the, what would you say is a whole day? You wake up at about six a.m., go to bed at about ten p.m. So what's that about? About uh, about uh, sixteen hours. About sixteen, about 16 hours. hours, right? So seventeen dollars. I've got my little calculator. Seventeen dollars times sixteen is two hundred and seventy-two. If we mm. divide that by thirty. You could buy, you could go to the shops and buy nine sets of lights. That would take you about 30 minutes if you went to Kmart. But nine sets of lights for the whole time. If you worked for that whole time at your shit job, you could have afforded to buy. I mean, disregard tax, of course. I mean, at your income level, distressed dad, you wouldn't be paying tax, I don't no. think, yet. You're, You're probably getting it back from the government, I would say. That's right. That's, the government's buying back your time. And uh, and you could have then filled your house completely. You, would have, you could stop using your ceiling lights or your fan lights 
and just turn on Christmas lights because you have nine sets of you know of ten meter long Christmas lights. You you would you would blind yourself with how bright. And you probably those got the government rebate for the uh, the 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 low income solar panels as well. Yes. Yep. So you yep. won't be paying for the electricity on them either. You're, pa- you're I- selling to the grid. It's basically it's basic maths. It's basic basic maths. Glenelg, what, a, what, a, what a waste of your time to have written in that mm. letter when you could have just worked that out yourself with a calculator. Thanks for writing in. Yeah. Uh, what's our next, our final letter? Do you want me to read this? Yep, here you go. Hello, Edith and Maureen. Hope you're getting in the Christmas spirit. Christmas spirits, they're, they're locked in a different cupboard. <laughs> I was wondering if you could wish for anything this Christmas, what would it be? Oh, and that's from Daniel and Haybutt. Isn't it nice that someone's asking a question about us instead of about themselves, like we Mm. always get. People are so self-obsessed. So self-obsessed. Always talking about themselves and their Christmas lights and their children named Shane. What would I wish for for Christmas? My God. Um, Daniel, I'd wish... I'd wish for a cleaner environment. That's what I'd wish for. I'd, I'd wish that, that global warming went away and I, I would wish for less wastage, you know, fast fashion. I'd wish that fast fashion would go away and I, I wish that uh, cruelty would go away uh, to people and animals, you know. And I, I think I'd wish for more kindness and I'd wish for fairness. I wish people would... Give everyone a fair go. And the reason why I, I, I want those things is because I'm getting really, really sick of watching a current affair. And and I used to like the old days when they do shopping specials. You know, which supermarket sold corn for cheaper? But now it's all, oh, the environment's being ruined. Oh, I turn on the radio, or they talk about, oh, fast fashion. You know, all these people working for under minimum wage, modern slavery in India, so making T-shirts and shorts for Australian people. I'm sick of watching that. It, it is boring to me so i wish they would just solve all those problems so a current affair could go back and tell me which washing powder did the best job yes well you fall hook line and sinker for that one i think love <laughs> what do you mean what do you mean daniel has i mean i see right through this letter and i can't believe the depths that this person would go to to do this in the christmas season this is Daniel from Hobart, is it? Hobart, Daniel that's right. Daniel from yeah, Hobart, yeah. is it? Yeah, that's right. I don't think this is Daniel from Hobart. I think this is Daniel from Wangaratta. Daniel Andrews, that bastard. Oh! Premier of ours. And you know why I know that is? Why? Why, why, why? Because he's been trying to hack me. He's been trying to get into our Patreon account to have a shutdown so that we can't afford to put on this podcast anymore. And do you know how I know that? How? Because when I made the Patreon account, I was asked the question, you know, oh, in case you forget your password, if you could wish for anything this Christmas, what would it be? I see right through you, Daniel Bloody Andrews, and your tart of a wife. Thank you, but no, I will not be answering that one. What a bastard. I feel cheated. And do you know why he's probably getting our Patreon, logging into our Patreon, Edith? Because he's a socialist. 
If it's my money, it's everyone else's money. Yeah, and he wants to do branch stacking. Branch stacking at Christmas time. Christmas tree branch stacking. And and I wouldn't trust him as far as I could bloody throw him. And you know what? How rude's this? He didn't even say hello to Caroline. He just said hello, Edith Moore. He didn't even say hello to poor old Caroline. Caroline! Are you sad? Uh, Daniel from Hobart. Uh, from Manorata. William was the writer. He didn't even say hello to you. Poor Caroline. Oh, poor Caroline. You poor little darling. Oh. <laughs> he is... Well, I'm not going to say that word on the podcast, Caroline, but you wrote it beautifully. And that is that. Another episode done. What an episode. Oh, and so sad that it's the last one. For the entire of 2020. That's right. We want to thank everybody for your support, of course, this year, because, uh, you know, we hadn't done the podcast for, for nearly two years uh, since we did the episode before that, and we thought, let's have a gamble. You know, let's let's chuck some coins in the machine of life and see what comes of it. And it turns out to be one of the best podcasts uh, ever produced. That's a, that's, There was an award given to us during the year. Uh, I can't, obviously I can't show you, it's a bit of a sensitive one that we can't show you the award or the certificate or any sort of reference to us receiving the award for having the best podcast of the year, but it, 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 all your support has led to that for us, so we really appreciate it. It almost makes me grateful for COVID-19. We would never have restarted this podcast if it wasn't for COVID-19. Mm-hmm. And and I, when I think of all those, you know, those 250 million Americans mm. that have died, I think, thank you for your service thank you. to this podcast. Thank you. Of course, uh, we will be back very early in the new year with a, another episode of this podcast. Make sure you rate, review and subscribe so that you get a notification when that comes out. It's going to be a jam-packed episode. I'll be telling you exactly why Rudolph's nose is red. I'll be telling you what happens if you shot eggnog into your anus. And I'll be doing an expose interview with Mrs. Claus. Red row. <laughs> But until then, kiddies, remember, it's been a bloody tough year. Christmas can be very difficult as well. Give yourself a little bit of a break and make sure that you try and arrange the best day for you, not for other people. They don't matter. Hooroo! Bye! I remember I would do the washing for the family on a Sunday after we got home from church and my dad sometimes would come to me and go, Edith, here's three pounds for your hard work. And I'd say, thank you, Dad. Your name's Maureen. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> oh, the eggnog has gone to my head. The eggnog has gone to your head. You've got a bit too much Christmas spirit, I think, darling. Um, it's normally me that forgets their name. <laughs> yes. I might forget my name when I'm opening the Christmas presents and open your Christmas presents. No, 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 no.
I might forget my name when I go back to your boyfriend's house tonight and say hello, Steve. He'll he'll remember. He'll notice. There's a there's uh, a very the big difference. Dark enough, and I if I put enough padding in, it should be. There's a very big difference between you and me. Um, it's about three and a half inches, I believe. 